Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the IB Network's edition of Draft Grades. On this particular edition, we're going to go over the NFC East. I am your host, R.C. Carlton, the founder and the owner of IB Sports and the IB Network. Let's get right to it. We have the Washington Commanders. That is the first time I have said that out loud. Uh, I'll be referencing Mel Kuyper just out of some sort of nostalgia, I guess, about his grades. And I'll tell you what I think. I'm not sure if grades is the right word because sometimes that can be something that's fruitless. But I do think analyzing where we think these people are and where these picks uh, stack up with how other people felt that are experts and former scouts and myself, I do believe there's some value in that. Now, will we know until three or four years from now for some of these guys? No, we won't. But there are certain picks like Justin Jefferson uh, or Chase that all Jamar Chase that just stand out immediately. And there's some picks that look like they're going to be bust. So there is some value to it. So let's start with Washington. The former Redskins in the first round went and drafted John Dotson, uh, 16th pick. A little too rich for my blood. PFF had him 56 overall. Uh, he's not He's not an outside receiver. He's He's a, he's a, he's a small guy. He's not an outside guy. He's 5'11", 178. He's got some good highlights, but he's a slot guy and he's kind of weak. He's not very strong after the catch. Um, I don't see him as being able to play on the outside. When he did play on the outside, he got, he couldn't stack the corners. He struggled a little bit off of press or when people got their hands on him. Uh, He's older. He's 22. He didn't have a breakout season to his junior year, so that tells you the trajectory. Maybe he's topped out. I just think that's a bad pick at that point. And I think there are several receivers that went after him, including Watson, uh, that are much just just better players. And so this one was really a head scratcher. Um, not that Dotson can't be valuable, but you got to look at what also was available. So I, I think that's a head scratcher. That's to me, that's a C or a D pick there. Uh, let's see what Mel had to say. Uh, Mel said Dotson is a smooth and explosive target who should get both slot and outside snaps in Washington. Offense coordinator Scott Turner loves to use 11 personnel. So Dotson's positional flex will help confuse defenses. Eh, We'll see. I just don't think. Now, Greg Cosell is kind of high on him. So maybe he's better than I think. Second pick, uh, Mathis, Fieldarian Mathis out of Alabama. What is it with? the football team, and drafting players from Alabama. Now, this might be definitely for the defensive line, probably the weakest player that they have drafted. Nothing really special about him. He he, he has the Alabama pedigree, so you know he's going to come to play. But And he's violent, and he's strong, but 
he's not really anything explosive that's going to be a pass rusher. He may be able to fill some gaps, but nothing special. Seems to be taken a little bit early. 78.5 PFF grade. Uh, let's see. He was taken 94th overall in PFF. Had him 50, <laughs> rated 50 uh, slots lower than that. So, like, I, I, it looks like a reach. Um, they already have a lot at that position. Maybe you can say he's uh, best available, but it doesn't, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it's very head scratching. I know the commander fans were telling me that Rivera was going to bring this new era of credibility but I just don't see it. And I don't think Ron Rivera is the kind of guy that should be running your team. PFF had this pick is below average. Uh, they drafted Brian Robinson Jr. Jr. Seems like they have a thousand running backs. So they got another one. Uh, Robinson is ranked 146th on PFF's big board. Um, he's different. He could be something different. He's physical. He's not like Gibson in that way. He's very physical. He could be a short yardage back, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see where he's going to be a difference maker. And maybe at that point in the draft, I mean, you can find people that are going to contribute and start in the third round, but that's not what they found. Uh, they went for Percy Butler out of Louisiana. Um, he was a second defensive pick that they drafted. I mean, not bad. 92 yards in coverage, one touchdown in 2021, uh, had a 78.6 grade. And, you know, I don't, he didn't, he didn't play with urgency. And so sometimes that can be problematic when you're going to the next level, but he's somebody that may be able to develop into a, a stronger player, but I just don't see, I just don't see it. Uh, I do think Steele right here, could be Sam Howell. A lot of people are down on him, and I just don't see what they see. I see a guy that didn't have any projection that fought kicking and screaming to try to win every game. He, over the last 25 years, Lamar Jackson had three games of 300 yards passing and 100 yards rushing, and Sam Howell had two. I'm not saying I think Sam Howell is going to be the greatest player ever, but I do think he could be a solid starter. And I think at least this year, certainly next year, he's going to take the job from Wentz. Now, what he does once he gets the job, I can't tell you. But so we have uh, Cole Turner, eh, you know, not much of a receiving threat. Chris Paul, y'all know how I feel about the puny God, but it's not a bad pick where he is if you're talking about a seven round pick. And you got a guy that might be a rotational guard. And then at the end of the draft, Christian Holmes, uh, he's he could be a good special teamers, teamer. He's got a good athletic profile. Uh, he transferred from Missouri. He's got a 79.4 coverage grade. So, you know, it's not. So overall, if I was looking at the commander's draft, Mel says it's a B minus. I would go with a C. I just don't. I'm not impressed with it. Um, I'm just not impressed with it. It's not a lot. It's not biased here. If you're mad at me about teams, I, I don't care about that kind of thing when I'm giving my analysis. 
but I'm not impressed. I'm really not impressed with the go. And I don't think they've really made their team better by any significant margin. Speaking of not making your team better, the Dallas Cowboys. Let me start out with Tyler Smith. Um, I heard this the day before the draft. I hadn't studied him. Vaguely heard his name. Heard this the day before the draft. Maybe the day of the draft that the Cowboys wanted to take Tyler Smith. Very disappointing. You're talking about a kid with 12 penalties last year playing in a lower conference. You're talking about a guy who's primarily a run blocker in a passing league. His pass work needs so, pass protection needs so much work. And you're switching positions. Some people think, hey, that's going to make it easier. Well, yeah, it's going it's to be easier to pass protect playing tackle on an island as opposed to playing guard, but that still doesn't mean he's not going to hold. It still doesn't mean that he's got his technique down, especially in passing sets. So I'm not really, it's somebody you get in the second or third round. It's not someone that you invest a third round. I mean, a first round pick into. And I, I, I just, I can't tell you how frustrated I am with it. Sure, there's a little bit of upside, but mostly what I see and what I hear is not good. Now, again, very good run blocker. He had a 92.1 PFF grade, fourth among FBS tackles in 2021. Uh, From week six on, he had a 94 grade. Okay, He's also very young. But again, first round pick should be an automatic starter. It can automatically contribute. That's not what we got here. Sam Williams. Now, this, my friends, is a cowboy type pick. Got in trouble, has some issues, but he's extremely talented. Williams has a really quick get off. He's 6'4, 261, ran a 4'4, 640, 98th percentile among players his position. Uh, his play strength isn't great, but he does have that burst that can improve. Uh, he got a 78.1 PFF grade. Now, this is a player you pick outside the first round. He's got a glaring weakness and maybe some issues off the field. You take that kind of player, but I think he can be, he can fill Randy Gregory's role in getting to the passer and making plays. So I really like that play. From where that is, that's a good pick for where that was picked at. Now, Mel didn't like the pick. He said, Sam Williams, 56, that pick left him scratching his head. All he does is rush in the passer. He isn't good against the run. I would have taken him on day three. Maybe, but I like the pick. Uh, it's funny. One pick, maybe they they uh, stretch for. And one, and, well, maybe both picks, I guess. You know, you probably could have taken William Smith in the second round. Maybe. I don't know. He was going up the board, but he was worth a second round pick. And then Williams probably was a third round pick, but I don't mind it. If you like a guy, you go get him. I'm not sure you have to wait against him. Wait against it. You could be a situational pass rusher, uh, sub packages. That's what I mean. That's what I like. Jalen Tolbert has a lot of potential. Potential. Um, I don't think you can really have too many good receivers. And in that way, um, in some ways, he does what's already there with Gallup. But I don't know. I, I I like him. I like his film. I think he was one of the sleepers 
Uh, he played for South Alabama, and he just did everything. And every time he played good competition, he played really well. He had 646 deep receiving yards, fifth most in the F- FBS last year. Uh, and he is, he generated 3.16 yards per route run, which is really good. So just looking at the deep ball and giving somebody that to allow to stretch the field, I really like that. I think Tolbert just – has a lot of traits and intangibles that you want when you're looking at it. Um, again, he's long limbed. He's flexible for a tall receiver. Can run the full route tree, uh, but it's with the size and his speed. I mean, you can't. You got a big, tall guy going down the field that's really fast. I I, I don't see a lot of issues with that, especially in the round that they took him in. So that that particular. Po- pick you you give a b plus to an a4 in the round that it was picked in jake ferguson i mean he i mean we already got a good tight end but can you give him can you get another two tight end go two tight end sets uh can be a red zone threat good blocker six five two fifty um you know maybe we drafted a tackle from north dakota Wakasuko, can't say his name, but he's got the kind of traits that you want to see. Seven foot one wingspan, good feet. He's a project, but that's what you want when you're talking about the fifth round. Uh, nothing really of note uh, here. You're not getting, well, I will say linebacker, Damone Clark. Uh, not sure about this one, but he got better over time. He tripled his defensive stops from the first year, 2020. Um, he did have a herniated disc at a combine and went underwent spinal fusion surgery. So he's not even going to play, but maybe that's something that you store in your pocket. Um, but how I many are you going to get in, in the later rounds like that? So, I mean, I'm not expecting miracles, but overall, I would give the Cowboys draft maybe a C plus but nothing to write home about, nothing to be impressed with, nothing to be excited about. However, if you're going to look for an exciting draft, look no further than the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not one of these guys, and I won't do it for this, but it is true. I mean, part of what the Eagles um, got for the draft is um, is Brown. So, So when you get... So we get Brown. I mean, it, it, it's 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 big. So even if you don't get, um, if you, even if you don't go do anything else in the draft, you've acquired AJ Brown, and that's a big fucking deal. So that sort of counts in the draft. But I'll just go strictly with the draft. Jordan Davis, tons of that athletic potential, unlocked potential, the freak of the draft, along with his teammate who went first in the draft. Um, Georgia, where they had 15 people drafted, Trayvon Walker. But if they, they had 15 people drafted, or was it 16, whatever it was, it's just a ridiculous number. And he might be the freakiest person running the 40 that he ran. Fletcher Cox, Cox is getting kind of long in the tooth, and he certainly can mentor him. Um, I just look at Davis as someone who a, didn't play, played in a system that was more team-based and allowed the individual to thrive. Can he play on passing downs? Or they just wanted a fresh guy out there. Like, how do they really feel about what he could do? Um, 
you're not going to be able to run on him. So from that perspective, he's going to stop you. And remember what the Buccaneers did last year when they got guys just plugging up that hole and you couldn't run on them at the beginning of the year. That's valuable to know that you can say, hey, pass rushers, you can just pin your ears back and go after the quarterback because they we got it locked down in the middle. I think there's so much potential here. I think Jordan Davis has the ability to be the best player in this draft class. So it's a steal. And I I, I appreciate it. I, I really, really do. Um, Cam Jurgens is a nasty player, but uh, PFF had him a lot lower than most places had him. Uh, they barely had him as a top 100 player, but he's a good athlete. He's a really good athlete. Um, in 2019 and 2020, he had a 44 and a 42 PFF grade. <laughs> he got it up to a 71. I think a lot of people like his nastiness. He might end up being the heir apparent there to take over at center. Uh, they already moved the kid from Alabama last year that they drafted to guard. I don't think this guy, I don't think Jurgens is gonna move to guard. I think Jurgens is actually going to, um, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to be the heir apparent to um, Kelsey. Now, he had a 71 run block grade, a 61.8 zone block grade, a 70.5 in true pass set grades. Um, so, like, I don't know. It, 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 at this part of the draft, it can get a little dicey, but I, from what I'm hearing and what I've seen, and this mostly is what I'm hearing, so I'm not scouting a whole bunch of centers, but I mean, I look sometimes, but I, I think it's a good pick. I, I don't, PFF says it's above average. Let's see what Melly Mel has to say about it. But I, like I said, PFF was a little bit lower on Jurgens than it seemed like everybody else is. And I think a lot of people are going, I believe Jurgens is the guy that did a little bit of shot putting. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the guy. So, they, so people like his athleticism. They like what he brings to the table. Uh, let's see. They don't want to talk about Jurgens. That's interesting. Didn't say a lot about him, so. There's that obviously the steal of the draft, Nicobe Dean. This guy's a stud. He should have been. PFF has it as an elite pick. He's one of the top 10 players in the in the draft. And they're saying an injury, but even if he's got to sit out, why not take him? A peck injury is not life-threatening or career ending. All you do is see a guy that can make plays in the Kobe Dean. So why in the hell would you not pick him? Uh he's he, he's not, he wouldn't have tested super great, but he plays fast. He has anticipation. He understands. He plays through blocks. He has a good rip move. He sees the game at a high level. He's all over the field. You make him a weak side linebacker and you have got a stud that can move like no other. Now, most linebackers have a problem getting off blocks as linebackers typically get slower and slower and the passing game becomes more and more important. So keep him clean. How about that? Don't let him get blocked, and you'll probably do better as a team if your linebackers are kept clean anyway. Ray Lewis needed to be kept clean. So it's not it's not just N'Kobe Dean that needs to get off the blocks. This is an amazing pick for the Eagles. I feel like they got – well, they got two Georgia players, which makes Jay Holler really happy, but they got two studs from the national champions 
Eagles did a lot of trades. So they didn't have a four, fifth, or sixth round pick. But, I mean, it's a good draft. It's a very good and strong draft. Uh, Cam Jurgens was a second-ranked center by Mel Kuyper. There were some people that thought he was even better than the Iowa kid. Uh, I'm not one of them, but they did. So it depends on who a lot of the the pundits liked Cam Jurgens um, and were impressed with him. Even Daniel Jeremiah, well, not Daniel Jeremiah, but uh, Bucky Brooks really liked him. So, you know, that you can you can try to figure out where that stands. But if enough people like him, I think that means it's a pretty good pick. And last and not least, a team that may get on me because two prominent members of the group, Ashley and Joe, are, well, they're more than that, but Ashley and Joe are uh, Giants fans. I don't think the Giants... Um, were as successful. I don't think they're losers, but I don't think they're winners either. I think they blew an opportunity um, because I really don't believe in Thibodeau. And I think that's what it comes down to. And then with, what they did with receiver was kind of weird. Um, you got Thibodeau. I, I, I really want to say, I don't want to disrespect him, but I do think there's a lot of clowning in him. There's He's explosive off the front side of it, but to finish... He doesn't have the bend or the flexibility and he doesn't have the motor or the drive. And people can say, oh, it's not this or oh, it's that. But too many people happen to be saying that for it not to be a thing. And the interviews you hear him talking about using the NFL for a bigger platform. I'm not sure I want to hear that from somebody before they even take a down that they're already looking towards the end of the career. I don't mind somebody that has other interests, but he's already looking past it. And there are just too many mental things that go on I think he'll have the kind of career that Leonard Williams has had or Clowney where it's solid and he's an athlete but not someone that's dominant not someone that's really a pro bowl guy year in and year out and not somebody you're going to get consistent performance or effort and that's how he was last year same consistent Utah game Pac-12 championship game he got routed now, there's no problem at all with Evan Neal. Evan Neal is a beast and a bully and a great pickup. You could not ask for anything better. Um, all three tackles were studs. Uh, he could play right tackle. He's 6'8", 337 pounds. It's unbelievable. Um, he got a PFF grade of 83, two seasons in a row. You really can't be upset with that at all. Um, Wandell Robinson seems like a rich uh, PFF had Robinson at 125 overall. He's he's a he's a trick player. He's a garbage player. He's 5'8", 179. There were other. You already got Kadarius Tony. If you can't figure out how to use him, how in the hell are you gonna figure out how to use Wandell Robinson? I, I don't I don't really understand that pick. Um, I don't know. I I I I don't know. Um, you already got Sterling Shepard. I don't. Um, I don't understand. I, I don't understand what they were doing. Uh, cornerback Cordell Float. Uh, he's good. He's got some traits that can make him a starter eventually. Um, Darian Beavers good against the run, but not getting coverage. So we'll see what they get from him. I, I don't, I really don't think it 
is some kind of um, great draft. Uh, Float again, though, he has, let's see, coverage grade of 84.8. So that's pretty good. Um, But I, I don't. I don't see where some people are seeing for this draft. I, I don't see the amount of talent or, or, you know, I guess it depends on if Thibodeau be, ends up being great, but I don't think he is. I don't think, I think he has the talent to be a fifth round player, but I think the tape doesn't say that. And I think the, the drive, the skill level, he doesn't seem to have a plan too often. He's just stuck. And I do think Hutchison way, I, I, you know, as many problems I have with Hutchison, I have way more problems with Thibodeau. So um, that's pretty much it. I think I would give the Giants. Uh, why would I give the Giants? I'd give them a C, maybe a C plus, because they did get, I mean, Thibodeau might be all right. Let's say B minus. B minus for the Giants. Um, I don't think the NFC East had the greatest day ever besides Philly. New York Giants got a B from Mel Kuyper. I give it a B minus. Uh, I think Philly dramatically improved through the trade, through getting the Georgia guys. I think the jury is still out on the Giants. I think the Cowboys missed an opportunity in the first round, even if they need to trade down. And I think that the commanders really, really screwed the pooch. And they had an opportunity to, had a big opportunity to, to improve their team and they didn't. Before we go, I'm going to look at the draft board again and see who was on the board when Washington had a chance to, when they picked Dotson. So just give me one second. Let's see where you are, Washington. So they had Dotson. After Dotson, Zion Johnson was picked. Trey, Traylon Burks would have changed your team, was picked. Uh, I mean, McDuffie, you could have got, that's a corner. Elon's a corner. <laughs> Uh, Lindenbaum, you could have got a Cowboy, you should have gotten Lindenbaum instead of Smith. Uh, let's see what other receiver could they have got. Lloyd is a good uh, pickup as far as a linebacker. Uh, you definitely could have had Watson, who the who the uh, Green Bay Packers went up to get. Uh, I mean, I was going to say Brees Hall, but they didn't really need a running back and then they were going later to pick a running back. Um, yeah. Even Meche could have been picked. Um, if you're looking at what the uh, Giants did, Meche could have been picked later. Um, I'm still looking for some receivers here. Taquan Thornton was picked too early by the Patriots. Pickens could have been picked. Even Alex Pick Pierce, so I'm not high on. Scott Moore could have been picked. Uh, the tight end, Trey McBride, could have been picked. You know, I think Washington's good with Logan Thomas on that. But so there were some missed opportunities here that are just really disappointing that Washington and um, Dallas and New York could have done. So it's kind of strange the way they're going. But uh, so I don't think it was a great day for the NFC East. But again, if we were doing winners and losers, it would be the Eagles. So back on the path here, had to do this one because I keep asking Alan, he's so busy and everybody loves Joe, but rate, subscribe to the podcast. Um, participate in the group, share the podcast. Like I said, rate, subscribe. And um, until I talk to you next time, this has been RC Carlton for IBN Sports. Have a great one.